Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, Michael's back. Uh-huh, Michael's back. Oh, 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 you know what I'm talking about. It is time for the Mom and Michael Hour. And, Michael, I have to tell you, honey, I have to apologize. I actually closed out the show. I finished up center stage, and all of a sudden I said, it's been great, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. And Jonathan said, Gerilyn, you're not done. (laughs) What is happening? Son, you're going to love me through this. I don't know what it is. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be sacrilegious, but you know, Sunday, because you almost saw a black man uh, resurrected. You almost saw a black man resurrected. I almost had a coronary. I almost had a bypass. I almost had had a gangrene, uh, gout, whatever you want to call it, you know, everything. (laughs) Do you know what gout is? Yes. <clears throat> okay, then. Okay, no, okay. None of this is nothing to joke about, but I'm going to joke about it right now because I, I was panicking. Oh, my gosh. He literally called me back and says, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was so exhausted yesterday, Michael, um, hanging out with your niece and nephews, nieces and nephew. And um, I tell you, when I left there, Vanessa's mom, you look really tired. You want to stay? And I was like, no, I, I'm going to get in the car and drive home. I was exhausted and didn't know it until I laid down on the bed. I don't remember even saying my prayers. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you laid know. down and that was I, it? Yeah, I don't remember how I walked in the door. Honestly, I was exhausted and I'm still tired. But I so, so love being here on a Sunday night. So thank you for <laughs> once again bringing joy to your mother because uh, I just love having you on. <clears throat> First of all, my allergies are going nuts. Mine um, and I, too. Yours too. Uh-huh. I, sorry to interrupt. Literally, that was the first thing I was going to tell you. I was going to apologize for sounding like this because something's in the air out here in Los Angeles and we are all sneezing and sniffling. And, of course, when this happens, we all go through, through the whole game of is it COVID? You know, like, is this COVID? <laughs> Spin the wheel. No, you don't have COVID this time. It's just allergies. Um, so, yeah, we all – have been seizing, and I, you know, I've been asking around, and we're all going through. I don't know what it is. If it's pollen, obviously there are fires going on uh, out here on the west coast, so it could be that. Not quite sure, but I will say, uh, I had to go run some errands, and I hadn't eaten a meal all day long because we were going to go eat at the mall where, where we were going to run the errands. But I had to do something about these allergies, so I went ahead and popped the Claritin, which you know I don't take. Uh, antihistamines often because they make I'm, I'm rather sensitive to them and they make me very drowsy very easily. Mm-hmm. But 
I took that Clarendon on an empty stomach, and uh, I got to tell you, that mall was really fun today. It, it was, <laughs> woo, everything was just, my friend, I had a friend texting me, and I was like, yeah, let me get back to you when I can, like, form a sentence. Let me, let me check in with you later. It was great. I was so relaxed at the mall today. Clarendon did this to you? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm really sensitive. Like, like, like Benadryl, I can't take. I only take Benadryl if I'm having a serious allergic reaction, either food or a cat or a dog or something like that. But otherwise, I can't take that because it sticks with me for three days. So a 24-hour Claritin uh, that normally would take a few hours to kick in, yes, does have a reaction, but especially so this time because I was on an empty stomach. And, of course, I just went on about how there's something in the air and it's just allergies, but I kind of left out the part where I went to dinner with Audra and John, who, you know, they were in town oh, I and we all went out, them. we all went out to Mr. Chow, which, which is a very, very famous uh, uh, Chinese food restaurant in Beverly Hills. We went out there and I had all kinds of things I shouldn't have at dinner that were delicious. Um, and then we went back to their house and hung out for a bit and they were at an event and they brought home an entire uh, like, I don't know, I'll call it nine inch high uh, fruit cake, like a buttercream with layers of fruit inside, all the fruit that I'm allergic to. And they were like, Do you want this cake? This was and you said, and, Yes, I love cake. Of course I said yes. And even though it's not, you know, wedding cake, white cake with white frosting is my favorite cake, and someone had to ruin it by putting fruit inside, I know that Joey loves fruit in his cake. Uh, so we brought it home. And then Friday, I was supposed to do a workout. And there's a reason I'm explaining all these details. I was supposed to do a workout, right? And when I'm working out, I like to do the workout first, and then I have a protein shake, and then I eat up a, a, a real meal. But when I'm working from home and I'm really busy, sometimes I don't have time to start the workout, and I don't eat because I'm waiting to start. And it got really stressful at work. And I was like, well, let me just have a bite of cake. Again, half of a nine-inch tall round cake. <laughs> let me just have one bite. What is it with a you meal. and cake, take, man? You love right, cake. I'll take, my, I'll take my probiotic afterwards. I'll take my enzymes, my vitamin D. I'll take it afterwards. Let me just have one bite. And I got really stressed. Okay, one more bite. One more bite. When I tell you I didn't eat a meal the entire day, I just ate cake. And <laughs> Joey comes home and he goes, what happened? Because I ate probably, I don't know, a, a, a third of a cake just all day long eating it. And so here I am talking to you sounding like this going, why are my allergies going crazy? What did I do? Well, I ate all the things I shouldn't have all weekend long, but it was a very, very fun weekend. So now here we are. Okay. So my allergies have been going nuts and I take Benadryl because when I'm in a big crowd or of people, if you, if they have long haired cats or long haired dogs, mm -hmm. you know, I am just, Oh no. So I keep yeah. Benadryl with me, but I take half a pill for four hours. And then the next four hours I take half a pill. Well at church today, I went to church with Javita today. <laughs> I'm sitting behind the people uh, in front of me and behind me. Every time they sat down or a woman would, you know, like move her hair around, I would start sneezing or coughing, you know, <laughs> and I brought my water bottle with me. I say, what is happening? Then I, you know, they have this part of the service where you greet people. You don't have to hug them if you don't want to. But these are hugging people at this church. Really sweet. Mm -hmm. And I turned around and, and before I knew it, they had their arms around me. I was like, okay, this is great. Then I chew. <laughs> I mean, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> 
My first time in that church for years. I have not been there in many, 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 many years. And I just couldn't believe how much I was. You know, I had to take Benadryl before I was supposed to take the other half. And so this is the season. I always tell my mom, you got to get prepared. I tell your sister, you got to get prepared. And I tell you, but I didn't tell you this year, did I? But wait a minute. The the, the pastor, I'm sure, thought he had a really good service because for some reason he kept hearing bless you. And he just felt so blessed. He just he thought, wow, they're really into this sermon today. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Okay. Oh, I so enjoyed the pastor. It was a very short sermon, but I really enjoyed it. It was just a beautiful day. They had um, Rally Sunday where uh, you know uh, people could come back that haven't been back at church for a long time. And they mm-hmm. invited all the families to come back. It was just wonderful. I had a great time. But, man, when I got in the car, my makeup, my not makeup, but my eye um, eyeliner was just like I, I pulled down the mirror and went, "Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what I look back." And Jonathan, don't say a word. I know he's thinking of many things to say, Michael, but he won't. I don't understand what you could be talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. nothing at all. What could possibly? What could it be? Jonathan um, has allergies too. He just doesn't talk about them much. That's correct. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he's on the good stuff. You know, he's good to go. Cats, dogs, food allergies, he's good to go. No problem at all. Good to go. Um, I just I just try to keep my private stuff private. Right. Uh, That's impossible in these days. That really is. You were going to uh, what, Michael? I said I'm not going to do it. I was going to crack a joke. <laughs> I know what Don't kind of joke it. you were going to crack, too. Don't do it. It wasn't what you thought. It was a Mar-a-Lago joke. <clears throat> and I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna just... I'm, <laughs> Don't do I'm it. I'm going to step away from that one. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, but yeah, it's. Um, I have been out almost all but one night this week. And so it's no surprise that I'm in this situation because I've been eating all the food out. But it's been so much fun to be out all week long, seeing friends, trying new restaurants, um, going to new private clubs, and connecting, and just. It's been fun. It has been the good kind of exhausting. And even it came up to, to Friday night, and I was so tired. I just couldn't possibly. And then a friend called me and invited me to dinner at a private, a private club that she's part of called Heimat in Hollywood, which is a, uh, a very high-end exclusive gym in Hollywood. Gym? that you pay. I think it's gym. It's a gym. So the new trend here in Los Angeles is the private club. We've had them for quite some time. We've uh, Soho House opened many years ago. We've had other smaller ones pop up. Obviously, you've heard me talk uh, over and over again uh, uh, about both the Club 33 at the Disneyland and the Magic Castle in Hollywood, both of which I am a member. But these are like smaller social clubs that they charge you a lot of money for. You go there and you get your hobnob with like-minded individuals and uh, others who are usually in high positions in their life. And they all have... um, co-working spaces and restaurants and rooftop bars, uh, interior bars, event spaces. They, you know, they have different perks in their different parts of the town. So a new one that opened is called HIMAT, H-Y-M-A-T. And uh, it's, it's a, it, think of like Equinox, the gym, but even on a higher level. And there's like faux ostrich skin wallpaper in the men's locker room. There's like a... a <laughs> There, there, there's a, as you walk into the men's locker room, there's a, a, a fountain element, but with it has like a, a fake fire effect with smoke. 
There's faux alligator skin on the elliptical machine handle. There's exposed brick. Uh, there is a world-class oh, restaurant goodness. with, like, you know, ingredients from all over the world, farm to table. Oh, it's goodness. incredible. There's a rooftop. There, there's a members-only rooftop portion with a pool and a hot tub. Um, there's a co-working space upstairs. It is the, it, there's marble on the walls. It is the nicest locker room I have ever seen in my entire life. It's nicer than the Wynn in Vegas, nicer than the Encore, the Bellagio, nicer than any Why country Why do you club. care I, about this, Michael? First of all, let me ask you this question. In China, when you and, and Joy went to China, did you ever see a gym? Uh, no. Well, no. In Hong Kong, uh, uh, you know, let me think about that. <laughs> because I was going to mention the, the lounge in the airport. In Hong Kong. I'm not talking about gym, the lounge. No, no, no. I want to know about China. Okay, we're going to take a break so you can think about it. I'll All think right? about it. Remove the allergy stuff, and then we'll come back in a minute. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with us. This is the Mom and Michael Hour, my favorite hour out of the four. We are here from 7 to 11 p.m. And thank goodness Jonathan called me and said, Geraldine, the show's not over. Oh, my God. 7 to 11. I know. 11 p.m. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, Jonathan. But you were very kind. You didn't. <laughs> you could have said a few things. But, um, yeah, brain fog is, is real. Yeah, you didn't bust a cuss. Neither did I, though. That's a good thing. Michael wouldn't have bust a cuss. Hey, Michael, let's get back yeah. to this whole thing about uh, gyms in China. Okay, did wait. you ever see, a, not at the yeah. airport? Yes. So, uh, before I finish talking about high that, yes, gyms in China, for sure. When I was in both Hong Kong and mainland China, we saw gyms. In fact, I just... Uh, during the break, I sent you uh, two videos from YouTube of a very, very famous, uh, I guess, fitness coach is what we should call her. I don't know what her name is, um, but her videos online have been explosively viral over the past uh, couple years. And she does this kind of belly exercise where you kind of uh, swing your hips back and forth and then you kind of sink your stomach in and then push it out and sink it in. It looks really funny, but she's screaming at you the whole time. And there's this song that's like a techno beat that goes with it. And when I tell you her videos on TikTok have millions and millions of views, and it's huge. And I think some people are just entertained by this weird damn stomach thing and her screaming at the people. And them all just like, oh, okay, I'll try to do it. But also, it's a huge fitness craze in parts of China. So there are, of course, gyms there. Um, but taking it back to L.A., you know, where else? 
would you want to build a thing that's just a fancier, more exclusive, more expensive version of something as basic as a gym? And of course, Equinox, and I'm not, not sure if you've heard of Equinox before, but it's a very popular, extremely high-end, wildly expensive gym that you can join. So this new club is just taking the, the, the model that has been uh, made so popular and so, so lucrative, that is Equinox, turning it times 10, and then adding it to the whole uh, social club trend happening here, where there's, again, co-working spaces, restaurants, rooftops. And I went with her. The food was amazing. The gym was gorgeous. And then we went up to, to the rooftop to have a nightcap next to a fire pit staring at the stars. And I saw a bunch of really powerful, powerful people in Hollywood that I know, major casting directors, producers, entertainment lawyers. I mean, it was like a who's who in town. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is real nice. <laughs> I kind of get why they're charging people to go do this experience. But there are there's probably 10 different exclusive social clubs that have opened up in the past three years. And there's like three more coming just next year alone. So it is a, a huge trend here in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I just need to look up, you know, what countries actually have them because uh, what is it called? It starts with the C, Cyprus, <clears throat> the country of Cyprus. You know, people just walk. They don't have gyms. They walk. They they're, they're constantly moving when they have time to just move, just their time to be with friends and family. They may eat and then everybody get up and walk together. So I'm just curious to know, why do we have gyms? Why, why is it that we can't, you know, why aren't we encouraged more to work as a community, to walk as a community? Um, I'm just curious about that because I keep seeing all these gyms all over the country when I'm traveling. And here in Minnesota, we have a lot of them. And I'm just curious to know if it's really necessary if you can walk. Now, in the wintertime, I get necessary. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in all places in the country, Minnesota needs the most gyms. I'm not walking outside in, in a blizzard. <laughs> but no, you know, okay. and we eat... We eat, we have warm, hearty meals in the Twin Cities, and it's cold. We need all that extra padding to get through the winter. That's the whole, that's the whole gig in the, in the what Twin are they, Cities. What do they call those, those dinners? Um, they look like uh, something for the winter, but it's, it's a special name for it. Oh, come on, Gerilyn. Good Lord. This is how tired is it I called am. the buffet? No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, when people make that, like in, in D.C., um, in the, the house, um, they, they have, um, each one can make one of these of their own, from their own city or from their own families, and bring it in. And they have a whole day of, what is it called? Is it a hot dish? Hot dish! Hot, hot dish, Bravo. yeah. Or well, hot not dishes. necessarily a pot, but a hot dish. Yeah, but uh, yeah. hot dishes. It's a really big thing, right, in, in D.C., and they love it. They love learning about why each family <clears throat> that provided that, why did they make it, why was it important to their family. I think that's beautiful. <clears throat> and I do understand wanting to be fit. I get it. I've <clears throat> Excuse me. I have hired um, the fitness people before, men and women. I have tried my best to figure out, okay, do I need to stick with this and you know, your bones start hurting and maybe I'm doing it wrong, but I have a treadmill downstairs, a very new treadmill. And, I, you know, after I had my knee surgery, Michael, I was like, okay, I'm going to wait about six months and then I'm going to get on this thing. And I really did get on it for a while. And then I stopped and I thought, okay, now why am I doing this downstairs? You know, this thing sits on concrete <laughs> and I'm sitting there, you know, kind of just walking. I don't know, looking at the freezer. 
I, I can tell you what you need. Okay, what you do need I need? Mean? The woman from TikTok screaming at you. You know why? Because again, it's the motivation. It isn't just about going to a location. It's the people there. It's the, it's the peer pressure to keep going to to put to get in that extra rep, go a, a little bit longer. It's that's half the point is you're going to that centralized location that which you're paying all that money for, not just access to the equipment and the space and air conditioning, depending on if it's hot or cold outside, but also the communal sense that we're doing this together and to keep motivated. You know, I, okay. I work out at home. But, you know, Joey, for him, he needs, he wants to go be around other people who are working out. It helps push him forward. And most of my friends want that. And my friend Melody, she's the one that joined High Matt. She loves the classes. She was doing boxing classes, I think a rowing class elsewhere. Um, and she loves the classes there. And she loves the trainers there. So I get gym culture. Uh, I think the, the, the new iteration of it now is this extraordinarily fancy version that it's just a, a private member's club that is primarily a gym. I think that just floors me. That is new, uh, but it sure was nice. Wow. I'll stick to whatever I'm doing. Like Costco, you walk around Costco, you got 5,000 steps. Go but down every aisle. It's actually negative 20. So, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. We're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> it is now 1039 here at WCCO. Welcome back. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour with my son, Michael Battle, all the way in Los Angeles. And here I am in Minnesota. What a pleasure it is to have my son on. I have tried to convince my daughter to join us sometimes, and nope, hasn't happened yet. And that was years ago. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, once Michael, or twice. Once or twice she joined. Only twice and did twenty three years. Twice. That's it. Twice. <laughs> I, I think I think we may have surprised called her one time and she We did. Didn't uh, work out. Couldn't believe we did that. But it was funny. And we laughed. It was she funny. Didn't. We she didn't. I was she on didn't. the board I was on the board for that call. You want to talk about uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. You were uncomfortable. Oh no. <laughs> and I was on the board the other times you tried to do it early in my time here. Again, talk about uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Jonathan. Although she just won't do it. She she did come on in studio and, and did a whole set section of her analysis of the Princess and the Frog, the Disney film right. that came out quite a That's few years true. ago, which I still haven't seen that movie, um, partly because of her review. But I will say Disney is revamping, um, um, oh, my goodness, uh, Splash Mountain. I almost forgot the name of it because I'm already in the process of burning it out of my head. So that's what that is. They, oh, they're rebranding what? Splash Mountain here in, in Los Angeles into a Princess of the Frog uh, version of the ride. And I'm so excited about it, not because I like the Princess of the Frog. Again, I haven't seen it. But because I just don't like that the ride is based off all of the, sound, uh, the songs of the South. The band mm. and deeply racist Disney film from back in the day. And every time I go on that ride uh, as a black person, I'm just... Uh, and sense that it's still the way it is. <laughs> and, and people love that ride. Uh, there are lots of people who are mad that it's being changed into something else. But I am just giddy that I no longer have to listen to a uh, a fox on the ride. Oh, you're going on the ride. It's going to be so much fun. I don't want to hear that anymore. I'm so happy. It'll be something else, more respect, respectable, and uh, uplifting than uh, characters from Songs of the South. I'm I'm curious to know why you kept getting on the ride if you were incensed. I don't actually. So even even when we're on a tour and I can get front of the line on that ride, I I don't. I just I, if my friends want to go, I said absolutely. Braces Mountains right there. 
by all means, you guys can go on the ride. I'll be out here. You also get soaked. So, you know, vanity. Um, because I'm usually wearing a, a nice outfit at the park. So I'm looking good. The last thing I want to do is get my new sneakers soaked on the water ride. So it sounds like I'm being an advocate, but really I, I don't want to be you know. Okay, I'm going to try to do something serious. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch any of Queen Elizabeth's funeral or the laying in st- lying in state? Or did you watch any of it? No. Neither did I. And so many people here in America that I've talked to, just my little, you know, um, conclave here, I, I'm really blown away by the people who say, gosh, I'm really moved, you know, by her and I'm going to really miss her. And it just surprises me. It really does. Um, and so I didn't watch any of it. And it's not like I didn't like her or I hated her or something like that. It just, I I didn't know what to do with it. What about you? That's a really good way of describing it, not quite knowing what to do. That I, I'm not surprised that people were uh, moved by her passing because she was beloved. That was a large part of her power, that people loved her. Um, and, and, and the TV show on Netflix, The Crown, I'm a huge fan of that show. I absolutely love it. I've watched every season of it thus far. And although I believe at one point she called the show fiction, it does uh, add – um, intrigue and layer character and, and, and humanizes that family in a way that as an American, I really ha- hadn't been privy to in the past. So my perception of, of the whole family and in particular her is primarily from watching the crowd. So taking that as truth. Uh, yeah, that her story is incredible. Um, but the darker sides of, of, of what uh, her reign meant and uh, what the monarchy itself means I think is is uh, and married to her life, and I think it's really difficult to separate that uh, in in her life and in her passing. So obviously she's a world leader. It's very sad, and I'm uh, I respect that, you know. But to your point, I didn't really know what to do with it. Uh, so I kind of I turned on the TV when the, the when the news first hit, just to kind of see how it was being covered. And after that, I, I tuned out largely. Hello? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was my fault. Forgive me. I'm I'm literally oh, talking to you guys. You just more heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jonathan. Oh my God. He's gonna. If he ever has children, Michael, I'm gonna be the first one he talks about. Say mm-hmm. it. Say Geraldine. Say I hate her. <laughs> don't tell the child. Jonathan, I don't do this on purpose, honey. Blame it on COVID. You know, they they say it's COVID or what do they call it, Michael? Long COVID. I don't COVID, even know what that is. Long what COVID, COVID brain, all those things. I yeah. think I yeah. think we need to break so that we could we could recover from long COVID uh, for <laughs> for at least a minute. See, that's yeah, cold. <laughs> that's ice cold. Jeez, okay, take a break. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 10.50 as we wrap up this half hour. I'm excited uh, to have Michael tell us about a a movie that he saw called Under Wraps 2. Tell us about it, Michael. Under Wraps 2, a new Disney Channel film that actually premiered tonight on Disney Channel. Uh, But it's going to be on Disney Plus, I think, in a few weeks. But if you want to catch it before that with your family, uh, tonight's the night. And I'm sure it'll keep being replayed uh, as time goes on. Um, this, the, the name sounds 
familiar, it's because there was the original Under Wraps, which came out in 1997, that I watched as a kid, and that my friend Adam Wiley was the—he uh, was the star of that film back in the day. I didn't know him back then, and he was a rather famous child star. I met him in Los Angeles years later when he became a magician. So we met the Magic Castle. And I was like, "Hey, you're that guy that was on, I think, Picket Fences." He did five seasons of that. He was in Kindergarten Cop. He was on Gilmore Girls. He has almost 200 credits on IMDb. So he's one of those character faces you see and you're like, oh, that's that guy. I've seen him on a million things. Sweetest guy ever. Uh, so he was in the, the original Under Wraps. Uh, he was not in Under Wraps, uh, the, the, the remake Under Wraps that came out in 2021. Uh, but they did bring him in for the sequel Under Wraps 2, which premiered yesterday. My friend Charles Fuglis was the uh, executive producer on this film. So I was really proud to go to the premiere uh, to basically just root him on and, you know, shout his name when he hit the screen and, and, and have a great time with him there. And there was a step repeat and all the stars of the film were there. Adam was there. I didn't know he was going to be there, but it was really great to see him there. Uh, and then, of course, to see the movie on a big screen with a full audience there, which is, you know, for a TV movie, not your usual experience, because uh, those don't often have premieres of that scale. Uh, but I'll add briefly, because, you know, I have to talk about House of the Mouse. The premiere was at Disneyland. That was a really cool part of it because they got to go to the park, go to the parks early, go to the lounge with Charles and our other friends for a little bit, and then go to the actual premiere itself. And there were all these executives and stars there, and that was really fun to see kind of the, the, the Disney power players in the room. But to the point, uh, I didn't see the first remake in 2021, but of course I mentioned I saw the original many years ago. <clears throat> but Under Wraps 2 is beautiful it is absolutely adorable i'm so glad that i got to watch it with an audience especially because we all got to go oh or oh yay or laugh at all the jokes together it is a really really cute film it has a great message um but most importantly as an adult watching a kid's halloween film it is beautifully diverse and not in the way where they're trying to make a point or they're you know trying to um you know it, it People are going to call it what they're going to call it. Obviously, some people feel like there's, quote, woke politics out there, which I think is just an overused and ridiculous term at this point. Um, but, you know, there might be people out there who feel like this is that, but it's not. For me, this is just what the world looks like. Um, and you have friends that are friends without comment about their different colors or their backgrounds. And you have a lead character that has two dads without there being additional conversation about them being two dads it's just real life and what's most important in this film is the adventure and the fun and the mayhem that ensues on halloween and it is beautifully done so i say this is a must watch for the halloween season if your family celebrates uh, on disney channel this month okay so it's not compared to a casper the ghost movie no uh in the casper live action films those came out in theaters and you know casper's a, a different tone but in, in, in the same sense that he is a ghost who is friendly this one yes there are there are monsters uh who are friendly um so it, it does have that same uh same element to it and is heartwarming and fun and family friendly yes but otherwise no it is a different category of films monsters who are friendly we have to really work on a definition of that <laughs> they're mummies and they dance and and they have fun and uh the, the, do the their heads fall off the arms fall off does it do no. all that sort of thing they're no. really really they're, they're like friends with the kids and the friends of the adults who know about them and then they, they wake them up to hang out with them but then there's bad money who is you know in love with the other woman 
and he was was supposed to rest eternally with her, so he's out for for revenge. And then, of course, as happens in Disney Channel movies since the beginning, mayhem ensues. Uh, but it's it's cool. Also, the mummies are like decidedly black, and I loved that. I mean, they're covered up, and you can't really see their faces. But the film does a really good job of of even in the exhibit, in the imagery in the exhibit, um, not whitewashing uh, Egyptian pharaohs and high and kings uh, and making them black people. And I got to meet the actors who played them, and they were black people. I love that. I love that, again, not a conversation happening in the film, just a matter of fact. Um, and uh, you know, it's just wonderful to have it on screen to see not just diversity in terms of black people, but across the board throughout the film. I can imagine that, Michael, because you, this is your business, you know, and here you are seeing all types of movies and not necessarily seeing enough diversity. So well said. It's been a pleasure, my son. I love you so much, and I hope you have a great week this week. I'll be in touch. Good night, everyone. Much love to you all. Thank you for staying. Thank you, Jonathan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.